Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. Um, in this episode, I guess we're kicking off um, a whole series of recaps uh, now that Premiere is officially here. And uh, what better way than to start with the South? And um, joining me now is my panel. So let's just go ahead and introduce, um, start with Joseph. Joseph, give us your, your full name and the team that you play for. Uh, Joseph Kinkarini, and I still play for Wrecking Balls. And uh, kind of go from there, I guess. Uh, I was in the panel last year, so, and uh, I'll probably be taking a little bit of a sidestep around too, let someone else take over for me as well. Awesome. And uh, Sergio? Hey, um, my name is Sergio. I'm the captain of Southern Revolver. Awesome. And uh, new to the South, but no strangers to the podcast, Dominic. Hey, y'all. Uh, I played on Southern Revolver with uh, Sergio, and uh, I completed all four rounds. I've now officially played, or all four regions. I've played in all four regions now after the South trip. Awesome. And last but not least, and new to the podcast and the recap, Alex. My name is Alex Mathern. I play on Category 5. I'm the ex-captain, I guess you could say, and uh, I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller of the podcast. <laughs> nice. I'm hoping you're going to bring that Cat 5 humor into into this podcast and into recaps. And um, in case anybody's wondering, um, Vaughn actually offered to kind of step aside um, and allow some new voices and then while two of these voices, well, one of these voices is from the West and one is from the East, Sergio and Dom. Um, it's it's going to be awesome to hear your input. Um, then Alex, obviously welcome. Um, looking forward to having both you and Clay um, in the subsequent rounds to come. But um, I guess um, let's just start with the biggest change from Nationals to round one. Um, and Joseph, we'll go ahead and start with you. Like, just give me like, I don't know, like what, what are your thoughts on that so far? Oh, man, there is, I mean, everything kind of going into this, you know, just as far as we'll stick to just like, you know, the plain dodgeball part of this, uh, the the rules, some slight changes, just, you know, the, the time grounds, which um, I actually did like. Uh, it seems like we did an FD, uh, we did a tournament here in Dallas, which was ran by um, Tom and Cody, and it was, um, it was timed like this, like you had a set time limit. Um, there's tiebreakers and everything else kind of going on in that tournament. But for, for this one, for round one, it was, you know, as many games as you can. I believe it was eight, mount it, eight minutes. And if you didn't clear the other team when the time ran out, then the round didn't matter. So or not that it didn't matter, but it didn't count. So um, definitely that was like a change in the pace of everything. Um, just little slight things like that. Uh, Team-wise, I mean, do you want to do anything about the teams or just... Yeah, so actually... So we'll definitely talk about some of the rule changes and the time limits and whatnot into the next question. But for this one, it's more like just the feeling of the South as a whole. Um, so like, actually, that was pretty good. I mean, we had a uh, a town was there from Oklahoma. Uh, we had a team from Canada down there um, or down here. Uh, I think it was with the hardest foam, and then um, a couple of different teams didn't make it back um, from last season. And uh, a couple additions, uh, you know, like we added George. Um, from uh, Lone Star is on our team now, and uh, I think some of his other teammates were like kind of spread out through the other teams. 
I mean, I have a list of everything if you want to kind of go there. I didn't know how much detail you really want to go with this. So <laughs> we can kind of go back and forth um, and, and give yeah. the other guys some insight too. Um, so some of the biggest ones that I picked up on was it's good to see a town from Oklahoma returning. I remember talking mm-hmm. to, I think their mom real briefly or one of the team moms about how this is like their first um, actual elite thing in Austin and asked if like, Hey, you guys going to come back? Cause it's really cool to, you know, welcome a, another state. Um, and, and just bolster our numbers and then heard about hardest foam from Canada showing up. Um, but for me, I think like the biggest change was as me and Justin kind of talked about in one of the, um, uh, shakeup episodes is Lone Star is no more, um, Lone Star syndicate. And then also, um, I just had them, um, Ascension, right? Ascension has gone too. Yes. Ascension has gone too. Okay. So that's, I mean, with, with a town, they're, they're, they're a good team. They got, they got a lot to learn. I'm not going to take any, they, they, they can throw. And they're learning everything. They're learning how this speed and style of dodgeball is being played pretty quickly. Um, they're going to be around for a while if they can keep their team together. Um, so the, it's it's a good team to have. I mean, it's definitely um, – they're not Ascension, um, but they're definitely contenders for everything else there. And um, same with uh, another local team, Vendetta. They, they kind of stepped it up for this round one as well, being foam. That's kind of like more what they play here. Um, and they, they managed to snag up second. So uh, it's definitely interesting dynamic and in what we kind of got going on with, you know, outsiders still being on top. For sure. I noticed um, Dodge Tronic is not here. Um, are they done or were they just not able well, to make this they, one? They changed last year to um, Continuum. Continuum. Oh, that's right. Okay. Continuum. And a Continuum did show up, yes. Okay. And well, they apparently... had a mixed roster as well. All right, so it's my memory that didn't show up, um, but I will shake off the cobwebs as we go. Um, <laughs> how about you, Sergio? Um, so this is your second um, foray into the South. Um, what were some of the biggest changes that you noticed from your perspective coming from, you know, Austin to round one? Um, I would say the the South looks more wide open without having Lone Star and Ascension. Lone Star having been disbanded and Ascension moving eastward. So it feels like the, the South is really up for grabs uh, at this point. But at the same time, like I know some of the rosters were missing some players, and I think it's because a lot of them preferred to play the rubber rounds. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I wonder if we're going to see any difference um, since you guys started with um... – I'm going to be nice, but you guys started with the foam cloth round first. Um, we get that in round two. I'm curious to see what it's going to be like for the other regions, like what that looks like, because we're going to get a taste right away of our traditional 8.5 no sting. Um, how about you, Dom? Uh, you're going to probably have a really interesting perspective on this one. Yeah, so I actually disagree with Sergio. I don't think the South is up for grabs. I actually think um, outsiders look phenomenal and a town is really good i um i agree that they have some cannons and they just need to work on some of their you know strategy and gameplay because they're they're really new to the game but looking at outsiders and watching them again um it was it was really interesting to see them i'm like wow i see how like they're good it's like outsiders and then everyone else is pretty much um, close to the same and I think Outsiders actually brings everybody else up because Outsiders plays so hard it brings the talent out in everybody 
forcing everybody to play even better. If that makes sense. It definitely does. Um, you know, cause you have like, what's the, what's that saying? It's like, you, you gotta sharpen the knife with like a really tough whetstone. Like I, eventually I'll get the saying correct when I need it the most. Iron sharpens iron. Thank you. Eh, close enough. But yeah, you want, you, you want it to be solid. So the outsiders have proven for like what looks like maybe the third year now, that this is the team to, to sharpen your, your talons on, so to speak. Um, Sergio, was, were you trying to go for like maybe this, like the top, like the second, third, and fourth slot? Is that what you meant by upper grabs? Because yeah, yeah, that that's what I meant. That's okay. what I meant by. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I guess we're not counting outsiders because clearly they've shown time and again that they are still the team to beat. But um, when I look and I see Vendetta in second and um, A Town, granted this is different uh, play style, different ball. Um, you know, I was expecting to see the typical outsiders and then maybe wrecking balls coming in uh, close second. Um, yeah, with, with Ascension moving to the east and Syndicate gone, it's curious to see what's going to happen. Um, before we get too far off into the weeds, which I'm really excited to do, though, um, what about you, Alex? So obviously you're a new voice, but um, what were your biggest, like, how, what are the biggest changes that you picked up on coming in from, from Austin? Uh. I mean, it was definitely not knowing what to expect. I mean, everybody, you know, it's supposed to be a smooth transition between Elite and Premier. So I wasn't really expecting much different than Elite, but all the buzz was like, oh, this isn't Elite anymore. But it definitely was like um, Dom had mentioned earlier. Uh, it was a like Sin City meets Elite. So it's like if they had a baby, this would be it. Oh, man. And I think it's refreshing. I mean, I think uh, keeping on schedule, not having to cut rounds, um, was a big change that I noticed. Uh, it was, and also I think played to Town's strength, which is their age. They're the same age group as Ascension. You know, they had that endurance going into cloth that I know my team was struggling with, or me personally, I should say, was struggling with. Uh, coming off a knee injury, I think going around two not looking too much further ahead. I definitely need uh, to bone up on my, what you would call endurance. Yeah. Kind of wanted to but, hear um, something like that. Um, oh, go ahead. But yeah. Uh, I mean, I was just going to reiterate what we were saying earlier about outsiders. I mean, they, they are definitely in their prime. And I think what got them motivated to get into their prime was the threat of this a rush and, you know, we missed out on that just just by a hair. You know, they the next year that A Rush didn't play is when Outsiders became the top dog. Right. Yeah, it definitely I, helps I really if you missed that. Yeah. It definitely helps if you've got like um like a close gap. Um if you're number one, you, you, you need to have like that that team that's always on your heels, just waiting for you to trip up or slow down or, or you know, get slower, fad, what have you. Um, Cause that's going to keep you hungry. You know, it's kind of hard to be sharpening on iron, so to speak, if you're the only, if you're the top dog in, in town, as, as you say. Um, one thing I wanted to ask was um, kind of going back to you down with this one. So you're saying outsiders look phenomenal. And this kind of ties into what Alex was saying. Um, do you feel like they've improved? Like, have they, have they not hit the ceiling yet? Is that what you're, what you're kind of saying? But they're well, still getting better. <laughs> so this is going to come up later on. But let me tell you, there's just like a family of them, and they just keep coming. I don't know how many there are. I had to ask. I'm like, how many more are you? Because 
Now, granted, this was cloth and foam during the cloth round, which we'll probably talk about a little bit later. Um, Logan, their, I want to say, 13-year-old brother, was playing. And he was good. I'm sorry, Sergio. I'm using you as my example. But, like, he caught Sergio and then pegged somebody else out. And this kid's 13, and he already has talent. And I'm like, holy cow, how many of you are there? Why are you all so good? And, you know, they're, he's starting at 13. And I, I think when I was talking to Sergio about it, he, he clearly plays baseball because he's got an arm to throw. Right. And so, yeah, do I think they're going to keep being good? Yeah, because there's an ending supply of family that plays dodgeball and is pretty decent at it. I think we, I think we talked about that in one of the recaps uh, about the – the outsiders family and just how they are just going to have like this, uh, lineage or like assembly line of, of incoming talent. Um, I do want to get back on the 13 year old playing, you know, in a sport with adults. Like I, I don't know if this is like a question you guys could potentially answer. I, I doubt it, but I'm just, I really question like, is there going to be an age limit or I guess an age requirement? Um, Joseph, are you uh, going to comment on that or? Well, I mean, I mean, we play here with outsiders. Logan is at like literally every practice right now. So yeah. this, he, I mean, it's just like with Eli, Elijah. Um, that's how he started out. I mean, like I remember playing with Eli when he was like Logan's size. Yeah. And he was at all the tournaments. In fact, I mean, this this isn't had like for for me and my brother. You know, being wrecking balls, uh, we've had something with Kathy and her boys. Like they were on our team for a little while. They were on Smash Brothers here locally. Uh, Eli has closed us out on two different, two, three different teams here. And I mean, that's not something I want to be like, oh, like, oh my God. But I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a little bit of respect. The kid's amazing. He's yeah. absolutely amazing. He's what, under 20. Uh, you know, like I saw him driving up to the tournament the other day. I was like, oh my God, he's, he's like grown up. Right. He's, he's driving a car. We tell you see him with the, with the beer in his <laughs> right? hand. Like, you know? <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, and Logan's, you know, Logan's actually Marie's son. And, um, and once again, he's another. They're, when they're that young and they're you're super impressionable, and they're they're able to pick and learn. Like, like we're you know my team's a lot of older guys kind of coming into this sport kind of late. So it's like teaching someone that they need to throw and then immediately turn to their blind side looking for a catch, where they pick that up almost immediately. And then it's it's you know it's um, muscle memory. It's uh, that fast twitch movement stuff. You know, um, like they know how to do it instantly. And then, yes, they still play baseball and. They still play school, school sports, so now they're they're staying conditioned in school. So personally, I don't. I mean, there should be some kind of uh, an age limit, I guess, if you're really going to go full blow, full bore with the USA like type thing where we actually go to the Olympics because there is an Olympic junior and an Olympic adult. So that would be the deciding factor, I think, for an age limit. But there's nothing stopping someone from wanting to compete higher and actually being able to compete at that level. But gymnastics doesn't have an age limit. I don't think there should be an age limit. I mean, we're not. It's not like rec sports where we're playing. Uh, well, that well, that's that's the thing. I mean, that, I don't know much about gymnastics and some swimming, but I know like swimming. I think there's like a junior Olympics and there's some adult Olympics. Gymnastics, I don't know much about, but I know for like basketball and some of the other sports, there is a junior version. Yeah. Of that, and you really, I don't want to say like you know jump straight into the big leagues or something like that, but you definitely, I think playing in some of those other forms is uh it's a development like it will help them develop better 
Right. Yeah. But I mean, but this is this is dodgeballs. You know, we're we're still really a young competitive sport like this. So I mean, we're making it. We're in it right now, and everything we're doing is going to get it better. So like in the, the colleges and all that stuff, like the formats they play. So like I said, I don't want to. I don't like. I don't want to knock an age. I mean, I mean, Logan's taking me out. Like, like we were playing some trampoline tournament, and he, you know, just whizzed one right over my head. But this was like three years ago. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know how how would we say how old he is right now? Thirteen. He's so, thirteen. I mean, so he was ten. He was beating adults. Yeah. Not that I'm amazing or anything, but I'm still an adult, and I'm still I could probably throw harder than he can or something. I don't know, but he's still an amazing athlete for his age, and he's just gonna get better if he sticks with it. Yeah, I, I I definitely don't like question you know like the safety of him. I think uh, I don't know if I said that earlier, but it's when you when you're talking about somebody that's been playing with you guys constantly, maybe it's like for the safety of the older guys that these kids don't play. It's just more like it, like kind of what Tyler was saying. I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to or, or, or cared about it, but the National Dodgeball Invitational, Christy had asked the question, "Are you going to allow alcohol in your?" facility and you know for most people they couldn't care less if you're playing sober or drunk they're going to play against you regardless it's just a matter of like the professionalism about it and tightening rules and so that's where i was more going with it like are we going to be taken seriously as an organization if we're letting no offense logan children play regardless of whether or not these kids can kill people i mean that that's that's kind of where i was going with that one yeah let i would let the kids speak for themselves then like let them see the footage let them see the kids do what they do i mean um put you know, I mean, I've played against some of these guys when they came down here, like catching some of these other. I mean, they got arms, they got cannons, but you know, watching Eli, he is not phased by that one bit. Yeah. And he's what probably what one of the youngest ones right now playing, I guess, on that level. As far as I know, I mean, I, don't, I, think, I, don't, I, don't, I think he is the youngest because yeah, Mikey, Mikey's twenty-one now. Yeah. So I mean, they're just—it's a whole other level. I mean, if you have that athletic ability and that talent, then I say it's not, it's gonna do it's not gonna do anything but bring the sport up. I mean, if someone wanted to criticize it for that, like having a thirteen year old kid in there doing something, but I mean, if, if they're that good and they compete, then why not? Well, yeah, isn't that yeah. The, yeah. the whole idea of having a parental consent form? You know, mm-hmm. as long as the parents know what the sport is about and what they're getting into, there's no reason they can't allow their kids if and they know their kids better than anyone. So, oh, and, he, and, I'm, and I don't yeah. want to say right now these kids are tough. I've seen Logan take shots, the shagging balls, like just wrong place, wrong time, and like, like nothing. Like he's just like he actually gives you kind of like a dirty look, like you know, what the like fuck? I'll get you later. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean he's, he's taking some really good shots, like in, like he's literally practicing because right now for practice it's like wrecking balls, outsiders like normal, a handful of other people, but Logan is he's out there. You know, I mean he's he's no problem staring people down. He's still learning things and he's getting more confident every time he comes out there. And then I was actually, I didn't know he was going to be in the tournament. I was like, Oh man, this is awesome. Logan's out here. Yeah. I, I didn't think I, would, I wasn't expecting to hear from him until maybe a couple years from now. And so when I said, you heard it here, um, on, on Marie's uh, post, um, I did not mean like, okay, two months from now, but, um, I, yeah, looking at it from like someone that doesn't understand or know the situation, I could definitely see like, okay, this is kind of like a, okay, let's, let's make the age limit 18. But at the same time, also kind of like the idea of Logan going and telling his friends like, Hey, this is a real thing. Come check it out. And that kind of really helps the the growth and the future get secured of dodgeball. So, um, if they can hang, let, why not, you know? Um, but I, I see it, I, I guess from two different perspectives, but, um, 
we can go back to talk about Logan too as we go through like the brackets and how everybody played out. But I do want to actually go into more of like the difference between elite versus premier because I can imagine, especially with cloth and foam, there's probably a lot of uh, not not changes, but just going back to what Alex said about how this felt like. Um, you know, if elite and premier had a baby, it'd be Sin City. So, um, actually, Alex, do you want to take lead on that question? Just kind of expand on about that just a little bit more. Uh, sure. Uh, I mean, with the people there, it definitely felt very elite. You know, you see the same people year after year, round after round. So it definitely felt elite as far as the competition level goes, about what to expect from everybody. But the time matches. Um, and I think the new ball type is what added the most um, to this round, I would say. Uh, it added a level of fun that I think the seriousness of Elite kind of like detracted from the game, but not in a bad way. I mean, we were all pulled in for the competitive aspect. You know, we right. weren't deterred by that. So, I mean, that's why we joined Elite. But this this round, and I'm not, I think it's just the ball type, I don't know, but it felt like a rec league and Elite you know, maybe kind of cheated with Sin City and you don't know whose baby it is. Could be a rec league, could be Sin City, <laughs> but it definitely had a baby with Elite. Fair enough. Um, and oh, we're going to ask this question again uh, when they, for round two with 8.5 and no sting, um, I'll, I'll definitely go into round one with the mentality of saying, does this feel like Sin City or does it feel like Elite just um, with different uh, adjustments like um you know, the rounds and timed and whatnot. And so when, when you initially said it felt like Sin City, I think that might've been you down when we were talking offline. I was like, Oh, that's, that's not good. Cause like Sin City, you know, that's like a party tournament. Like most people well, a lot of people are very intoxicated and they're there to have fun and they're dressed in costumes and it's a good time or what have you. But, um, actually let's, let's go ahead and go to you Dom, with this question. So did this feel like an elite based tournament? Like, did it feel like, um, there wasn't much in terms of, competition as alex was saying or, or how what would you uh what so i was actually say? just about to type some notes out so i can you know touch base so what alex was saying where it felt fun was i want to say during the cloth portion um the outsiders were like messing around and not playing to their i'm gonna just destroy you normal play style Right. Eli was going because Eli said he, he he I talked to Eli afterwards and he said he was having a problem trying to grip the balls. So he would just grab two balls and just run up and throw them and like just mess around. But they were still doing really well and playing really well. But they were having fun and just messing around doing so. Right. And I think that's what the the fun aspect was because not a lot of people took the cloth part seriously. Some people did. A Town did a phenomenal job throwing them. And I think that's why they made it to the finals in cloth. And they actually had the outsiders on the edge at one point. Um, but they were just having fun. No one, I mean, people took it seriously, but it didn't have the intensity or the arguing. And I want to say part of the arguing stopped because of the time constraints. I know when Sergio and I, on one of our games, um, one of the teams were arguing and we're like, stop arguing. Let's just play. There's only a minute left. And, you know, you've been to Sin City where you hear it like one minute remaining, one minute remaining. And it's like, let's go. And it ended up because they argued, it actually saved us a loss because we would have lost the game because we only had one person left. 
but the time ran out, so we didn't get that loss counted against us. So in that aspect, it saved us. Um, but the timing was definitely like the biggest change I felt. We played 15 full round robins in foam and 12 full round, 12 full rounds in cloth. And um, I can't remember the last time I left an elite tournament at 6.30 p.m. Because the last tournament I went to, granted, there are far less teams in the South. But in the East, when I played co-ed, I left at 11.30 p.m., not 6.30 p.m. So that's actually kind of going back just a little bit with uh, time constraints, yeah. limiting our game. That, that's actually kind of cool. I just now realize that that could be a thing. Um, when you're talking because about the time like... time just still goes. It yeah. just keeps going. So if you want to be... It's a running clock... For sure. Yeah, if you want to. Uh, it definitely played a factor in um, a lot of. I didn't think there were too many arguments that were happening throughout um, the the tournament, other than between whatever happened between Hard AF and uh, Outsiders. I mean, why would you do that to your no... team? Like, why would you uh, penalize them and, and cost them a chance to win more points? Um, like, don't be that guy. Just shut up and play on. So that's kind of cool. I bet that helps the refs a lot. Um, and to kind of piggyback what Alex mentioned about the fun side of thing, I think Dom alluded to it. I felt like a lot of the teams there were way more competitive in foam than yeah. they were in cloth. Like only a handful of people, myself, Dom, and you know a new player, JD included, really took cloth like another way to be competitive. Everyone else was either struggling with it or just used it as like rec time. Gotcha. Um, Dom, real quick. So when you're talking about you have to play full round robin, so do you guys get to play every single team? Um, I believe we played every single team. I know the women played three full round robins. We played, I just know we played 15 rounds of games. It wasn't per team. It was just 15 round robin games. Right. Yeah. I'm curious. Cause like there, there are some, um, there's an, is there, it's, Best of five now, right? Yeah. Uh, no. No. It's it's best of five up until semis. Then it becomes yeah. best of seven. Okay. Yeah. So I think because when I, when I first heard about that, I was kind of a, a pill in my in my chat group. I was like, this is dumb. I hate single elimination. Now they're like making it best of five. And I realized though, after thinking about, it, I was like, okay, well, if the complaint is that we don't get to play every single person or every single team. You know, one something's got to give. So I wonder if that's the the mentality behind it. Um, what about I mean, you, we Joseph? did though. We played every team. Um, yeah, you guys did. I just we played checked, every team. Yeah. I just checked the because uh, I have the uh, round robin on my on my phone, and I just checked the southern Southern Revolver played ten ten uh, phone games. And one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight in the cloth. So eight out of 12 and 10 out of 15 or 10 out of 18 rounds. Yeah, it was 18 round robin. Sorry for foam. Gotcha. I just looked at the roster. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, we'll see what that's like with the West. So that's obviously going to be a, a pretty massive uh, showing. At least I, I think it is. It generally is. I don't know if the travel is going to be an issue. Um, I did want to go back to you, Joe, because we, we did kind of, uh, I don't want to say we went off topic. This is actually exactly what I want to be talking about. But um, did how did this feel for you? Did this feel like a pretty smooth um, 
transition from elite to premiere how'd it feel for you guys i mean yeah i mean the the setup was i mean it took a second to kind of get used i mean we, you know we got the rules you know a couple of days before and just kind of went through them and it wasn't like a whole lot of crazy changes there was a few here and there that you could kind of play to your advantage or not um i like i said before i prefer the clock i mean we've done the clock setup when we went to um to twin cities for the throwdown uh, we did the clock setup for the foam tournament we had here i think before last nationals um for the usa team or whatever i mean there's been i i prefer it, it keeps things on track it's easier i'm, I'm kind of like an organized type person so it makes it very easy for me to kind of like i can look my whole schedule down find out where i'm supposed to be i mean they even have the time that you're supposed to be playing which we were actually ahead about 10 minutes or something like that but oh, wow. you know you you knew where you needed to be within this time frame and you knew where you needed to rep in this time frame so that and that makes everything like a very smooth transition like i don't i, I remember there was only maybe a few times that i heard that we were looking for referees like there just wasn't a referee there you know um so it, very few times so this to me i mean running this type of format we should be able to keep this going on for big returns as well like it should run a lot smoother as long as everybody's embracing it no one's fighting it um the time thing though you could also depending on what kind of team you're playing you could also use that to your advantage you know you're up uh, a lot a lot of these matches were only one or two actual games you know um there was only a few that i think we went where we actually got to play four or more games and most of them were two or three in that eight minute time slot so if you did start arguing with somebody or if you did kind of like the referees even like if the referees have to question something like they weren't sure someone got hit if that takes 30 seconds and you only got like a minute all that kind of plays into the, the yeah. clock i mean but i mean you had a lot of people that were like you know um, we actually ended up tying a lot we seated like seventh and foam because we had so many freaking ties um i mean there's a couple of them that were just like for fun like we just tied but um you know we actually had to fight a couple of other teams to get to the tie and then you know that like i said the next game is the tiebreaker and if you don't clear that other team out it doesn't you know you don't get the point nobody's awarded the point so you're still one one or two two or whatever it is so there's a lot of things that you can kind of play it to your advantage you know to keep another team from getting points up on you or because um, you know if you win you got two points if you tied you got a point and if you lost you got zero so um, I mean, we ended up finishing in third, you know, coming from seventh. So, but, but no, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, the cloth portion of this was amazing to me. It's, I, I like the ball. I don't know. I, I was able to throw it. I took a priester drilled me right in the face and I was like, wow, that didn't even hurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's good. It's a different ball. It's not 8.5. I mean, I had like a ringing noise to it, but it was, you know, I felt really comfortable with this ball. I was like, okay, once you figure out it's not going to hurt at all, like 8.5 ball or even a no steam, like, all right, yeah, just go ahead. I'm going to step in front of this all day now. <laughs> yeah, that, and that so, might be going back to well, it. Well, to be fair, most of those – To be fair? Well, to be what? fair, most of those cloth balls weren't fully inflated. I, I doubt they would hurt um, any more or less. Uh, yeah. Not not challenging no, it, anybody to hit me in the face. but thud if it's fully inflated. Yeah. So I mean I had a it was like a ringing noise but like it was it was just different. 
and I mean, there was a few of them that were different feeling. There was like the the bird the burden cloth ball was a little different than the the, the USA cloth ball, I think, or something. But right. I, I enjoyed it. The, everything I actually enjoyed this term a lot. Like they were saying, I can say the same thing with everybody else. The very less, very few fights, very few arguments. People were kind of worried about time, so um, we enjoyed it. it. I mean, it was different. It's something that keeps it fresh. We'll definitely see come April if we'll see like the same elements that you know Alex was kind of talking about um, with teams kind of just having more fun with cloth because it's just like the heck is this nonsense? Um, oh yeah, it, it, it was definitely. Um, I think that we our very first match for cloth was against Outsiders, and it was just like, oh, all right, we're going right into it. <laughs> Here and, we go. You know, they do this in practice sometimes where they just want to have like we'll have like an hour. We have a two-hour practice, and the hour of it will be serious, and like the last hour is just whatever happens, especially when. Like Eli and Mikey and Jake and Kim, like they want to mess around. They're going to mess around. You're not going to stop them. Right. And they'll be sliding, diving, throwing two, three balls of backward shots, whatever they can do to have fun. Um, and it changes that feeds everybody else. You know, if, if the most competitive team there is having fun, everyone else is going to chill out. Makes sense. So, and, and, and it's a smaller group too. So this is, it's not like we have like 18, 20 teams. Like, so, that feeling really does carry through the entire group of people. There was only six of us playing cloth, six teams playing cloth. How could you not notice the, the most competitive team was having fun, so everybody else was having fun? Uh, there were nine teams playing cloth. Was it nine? Yeah. No, it was only six. Oh, yeah, yeah it was nine, it was nine. Nine, sorry. It was nine. Nine. But, but still, nine, six, a small group. We're, we're, we're not the West or the East. Yeah, yeah I, for sure. I was going to say... I was going to say on a okay. serious note for the cloth, at least... It was very reminiscent of like 8.5 as far as like the neutral zone and like mm -hmm. the tactics that you use for it. Um, but it, it being such a smaller ball than 8.5, it, it's easier on the windup. So you had a lot of those quick counters. And since people are that much closer with the neutral zone, it definitely changed the game up a bit in a, in a positive way, I think. I think it's definitely a, uh, a better spin on 8.5. Not to uh, irk you too much there, Steve. No, you, you totally did, and I'm glad you can't see my <laughs> face right now. But uh, It's blasphemy talk. Um, real quick, so um, did any of you guys ref? A point, uh, cloth? Sergio did. I did. How, how was that? I refed a little bit. I think one or two games when Deke had to step out. You're talking about Austin Deeks, right? Austin Deke. <laughs> Deke as he likes to be called, apparently. <laughs> Um, it, was it harder, Serge, Sergio, uh, refing cloth? Like, did you just get thrown into a whole new different type of dodgeball or was it pretty easy to transition into? Well, it was pretty easy to transition because we were still using the same rules. So we weren't adopting the European rules. Like I initially thought we would. Oh, okay. That's um, good. So we were told the day of that we would just use the same rules throughout. Uh, the only thing that was different was the neutral zone. We didn't have a neutral zone in foam. Right. No, that that's... I think that's expected for foam. Um, and then, so some of the the big rule changes or, or, or shifts, I guess, that, that I'm tracking is no flight kills anymore, right? That, that's gone. Unless, that's uh, correct. Unless Deanna yeah, hooks you up with a shot. My soul. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> yeah, um, but there, again, Deanna, Deanna, she gave us, um, I saw flight kill shots at the bar posting. So is that something that she came up with or is that a real thing? I took a couple of them. They're real. I can I can say that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, can I get a flight kill um, at the local bar here and, and not? Uh... 
Might get kicked out. No, I think they uh, the bar has a house shot, and they just rename it to whatever theme they're trying to fit. Okay, that's cool. Um, definitely want to get into the actual like teams and plays, and so um, for this one, we'll kind of just track the your guys's progress. The cool thing is we've got what four different teams on here. Dominic, you're you're a revolver, right? My apologies. Yeah, I was on a revolver. Okay, so three. But that's still not bad. Um so we're going into foam. Um and we'll start with you, Dom. What what was because um, you guys played against Continuum. Is there anything that you recall from your um that matchup or round robin leading up to that? Like how'd you guys look overall? Uh, I mean we had I mean, this is obviously it's Sergio's team. So, um, you know, there was a new guy. Uh, I forget his name. I'm sorry, Sergio. Help me out with it. What was that guy's name? Which guy? There was two that were new. The one who played the left corner. Uh, Sean. Sean. Sean was pretty fantastic, not going to lie. Hmm. Um, obviously, the South, I've never played in the South. I've only seen the South and, you know, videotaped and taken pictures. So... Playing with the South was really good. Um, you know, Sean, Sean was really good, but he, you know, he's making the transition into uh, USA. And so, like A-Town, he has some work to do. He's got an arm, and he's very athletic. He just, he just needs to learn the game a little bit more. Um, but, you know, it was great playing against Wrecking Balls and, you know, finally seeing, like, their style. Like, I've always watched all of these teams – so actually playing against them was pretty awesome. And, you know, playing foam, foam is not my strong suit. I actually, foam is my least favorite. And I, I can, I say this, but not a lot of people can throw the foam that hard where I was too worried about getting hit. And, you know, when you, when you see Andrew Ketchum throw an 8.5 or even a foam, you're going to flinch a little, but going in the South, the only team that I actually flinched a little bit was outsiders. Um, because they, Eli, I've seen Eli throw it and he throws like a hundred miles an hour. It's insane. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, but like the level of play was fantastic all around and playing against continuum. They have, um, they have some really good corners and, um, I forget the guy who plays, he plays right corner. He's really tall. Uh, one of you guys help me out with his name. You're talking about Ben? Yeah, Ben, ben. Um, McCoy. Ben, he's the tallest guy on the team? Yep. Yeah, tallest guy on the team. I think Ben does a really good job at playing corner. And, I mean, we played we played some close game matches in that in that series, but they just – they had more experience on the court than we did. Um and I think I think that's what did it. We also only had five people on our team. Uh, in yeah, that we we stole Cody for a few round robin games, and Cody couldn't even help us win. He helped us win a couple, but Cody wasn't enough to help us. Um, so that just goes to show you that like one player isn't going to make a difference. You need the whole team to play on the same level and have that connection to play. And having five people on a court just five is not that easy to play hmm. yeah i had a last minute drop literally last monday so the past week leading up to the tournament i had to look for a replacement six and unfortunately i couldn't find one so the time of that really 
was a what did us in in that regard. Yeah, I I know that all too well, man. That is a that is a frustration like no other. And um, aside from what Dom um, discussed with regards to your foam, um, I don't say experience. That just sounds weird. But your foam, like you know, round robin into your battle against Continuum. Did you have any other uh, things to add to that um, regarding your team, Sergio, or what you noticed playing? Well. We definitely had a lot of cohesion. We played a lot of games closely. I mean, outside of playing outsiders, we weren't really ever being blown out. In fact, I saw other teams struggling to finish us off. And even when we won, we saw them feel kind of winded. But the game plan going against Continuum, um, I felt like in that particular round in foam, my accuracy was as sharp as it's been. And my primary target, I was only one for three on, and had I taken him out the other two times, it would have definitely shifted in our favor. So, I mean, part of how we part of how we lost was because this one player I was going after was organizing them, and I don't think he was the captain. I think it was just a random pickup. He was organizing them in ways that, with him out, with him off the court, it would have been a noticeable difference. Hmm. Nice. Um, let's go to. Let's see. Let's go to you, Alex. What would you notice uh, playing through the foam bracket and round robin? Uh, I could tell you right now, the Canadian team that we played hardest foam, they were definitely reminiscent to me. I know I mentioned earlier, but A-Rush. They had really? those strong, heavy arms. And when I, mean heavy, when I say heavy, I mean they were slow. I mean, they weren't slow as far as athleticism. But like, you look at outsiders with Kim, Jake, Eli, they all have strong arms and they're very agile and mobile. Like, the hardest foams had those same caliber arms, but they would just like turn for the catch as far, instead of like jumping and dodging. So it was definitely like a high caliber team. Nice. Um, and I mean, they, they took us out. <laughs> They were good. Uh, when we played them in the in the round robin, you know, we we kind of took a game here, gave up a game there. But I mean, they they put their game faces on for the bracket, and you could definitely tell the difference. Um, as far as uh, the other teams, I mean, it was pretty much um, what I expected. You know, coming from last year from Elite with the the players um, adding. Two new players from Voodoo to our team kind of lowered our average age, and I think it helped us out as far as uh, as far as threats on the on the court goes. Right. Um, we added Travis Avery, who's uh, the tallest one from Voodoo, and we added Randall Michael, who's definitely one of the uh, the higher IQ players from Voodoo. And uh, Randall took our left corner. And uh, Travis was in the middle, and they were both re basically replaced two people that played those positions. Um, Jarvik retired, and uh, and Lance retired, so they were able to fill those positions seamlessly, and it felt felt good having them on the team. And I think it uh, it, it helped us be a little bit more competitive throughout nice. the bracket. That's good. Um, definitely want to follow up with that one. Um... And I think like maybe the final questions for, for you guys. Um, one thing I wanted to ask was yeet. So I, I don't know why, but every time I see that word, 
associated with throwing. I, I just lose it. So I'm kind of happy I, to, <laughs> a team has adopted this. Um, what is this? So, so one of you guys put in the notes, it's Voodoo with some free agents, uh, but this will be the last time we see him because it'll be Voodoo moving forward. Um, is that your input there, Alex? Or Oh, absolutely. They were supposed to be Voodoo <laughs> for this round, but I know they, I think they had a couple dropouts, so I think they merged with um, with another team. I know Corey Larson stepped in. I'm, I'm not sure. I know going forward, Derek is going to be captaining the team. Um and they're adding pretty much all voodoo players that we're used to seeing, except maybe minus yeah, one. Voodoo. Well, you, had, you had Hitch on Continuum. You had Sean McDermott on um, on Sergio's team. Um, they, they were just scattered. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I don't think um, Sean's not going back. Um, not, I'm not Was sure he staying Hitch off? Is, yeah, Sean's staying off. Uh, I know they're adding back Wes, who we're used to seeing in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, Wes Hogard. Let's see. I know. Yeet Mason. also had. Yeet also had uh, Nick uh, Factorian on that team. That's yep. Oh, okay. Is yep. he is he new to the South? Yeah, like, I think is he... he was looking just to travel since it was a uh, open round. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Jaden Griffin. You had Curtis and Corey, which were also uh, I think Lone Star. And I don't really. I can't remember. I guess Jaden played with somebody last. Whoever, whatever team that was. Former outlaw. Yeah. Outlaw. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, he's been on several. He kind of gets picked up whenever he can. Gotcha. Um, so you will see. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, I, I do want to add something. I'm not going to say that uh, um, hard as foam was. I, I mean, when we compare anybody to A Rush, I don't want to like give A Rush credit. I mean, that, that's that's an amazing team, and part of the, their thing was like Matt D being able to do flight kills, and just, they were everybody could throw hard on that team. Everybody could catch on that team. Everybody was very aggressive. It was a very fast-paced game playing A-Rush. I mean, I mean, being fortunate to play against them, um, it, it's nuts. Um, I mean, Hardest Foam was a very good team. I'm just not going to put them on that same level. On, on the flip note, I'm also A-Rush never would have played Foam. Yeah, they're, right. they're strictly 8.5 <laughs> so, that I know. We'll put that out there. A-Rush <laughs> never would have played. I mean, they played Foam one time in Dallas, and they were like, this is stupid. So well, they, they, yeah, they wasn't, would have played foam. <laughs> I wasn't trying to compare their talent level, but I was trying to give an idea of their play style. Yeah. Like their intensity style. or – Yeah, or, I don't even – I can't even say it was close to that. Just because, well, I mean, playing Troy all the time, like it, it's – they're aggressive. It was almost like outside. It was, it was a different – it was a whole other experience, like playing them. And I don't know – I've only played so many teams from Canada before when we went to Minnesota, like different players. It, it, they could throw. They were very organized. They were very upfront, but I just didn't get that. Uh, like a rush, you just never knew. You never huh. knew what the Deek. heck was happening. <laughs> you know, it looked. It, if you were to watch a video with them, it was like it looks like pure chaos. But they all know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, they were. Um, so I mean, that's just my experience. I just wanted to put that out there. They were something else. I've I've known them for a long time. Uh, Troy and, and Tim Poon and all them, and you just controlled chaos is a good way to put it. They were just. Their team name said it all. Um, they yeah. were, they were all I mean, battle. They were literally like, if you had a ball, it was going to go into someone's face, but they were going to get the ball back, so it was going to bounce off your face. So it was like, okay. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I noticed Dallas BD. Is that a new team, or is that like a like a yeet uh, situation? Balls, balls deep. deep. Oh, okay. No, of course, there's always got to be one. Uh, are they are they new or were they <laughs> were they there last year? They've been there 
for years. Maybe they, just playing. I don't know why they changed the initials or they came. I mean, it was still balls deep. Right. Um, they were, uh, as far as I, I mean, know, I mean, they had a good turnout, but I don't. They actually, I felt like they were kind of quiet. Okay. I wonder if just subconsciously I just blocked them out because it's like really like you might as well just be like I don't know average Joe's in my opinion. <laughs> Shots definitely fired. Um, judgment. Well, I- Oh, good. Well, I know they're like a staple in Dallas, but mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think they played Elite last year. Okay. No, they didn't play Elite last year. They went to the uh, Dodgeball Festival in Canada. Right. I think it's where they they put their sights on. They wanted to do some more traveling other than just Elite. Okay. And so, then, um, and, so, and I'm not sure if they're going to be doing the rest of the rounds. A lot of so like, like because they didn't play cloth, they just did the foam. Right. So and and that's they they kind of stick to foam. That's their their favorite ball. Same with the Canadians. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see them doing cloth. Um, okay. So I'm not crazy because I, I I I'm looking at these teams that everybody sounds familiar. Minus hardest foam, which is obviously from Vancouver, and then you have uh, obviously like I was saying, Judgment looks familiar. I know that they're coming back or they've come back. So to go the entire couple of years and not notice uh, Dallas BD, I I was just kind of questioning my. My sanity there, my my memory, but um, I feel validated <laughs> now. So thank you. Um, let's go ahead and move into. We kind of covered cloth um, and, and just the fact that it. I don't want to say it wasn't taken seriously, but just it was more of like the, like a bonus round of dodgeball. Um, were there any like phenomenal plays that any of you guys can remember that you know, we'll see in in the future, or did anything like I don't want to say exciting come from cloth? I don't know how to say it without sounding douchey, but. Um, We'll start with you, Sergio. Like, what, like if we just wanted to pick out like the highlight or high level item from cloth, what what would it be? I would have to say that Dom's arm and cloth is way more evident than I thought it would be. He <laughs> he throw he throws really well for cloth, and it caught a lot of people off guard. I think because like like I said before, a couple people had trouble gripping it, let alone throwing it. Right. And he looked like he just had like you know. You know, like a shark eyes in the water, and he saw blood. Like now he can throw. Now he could be an arm. <laughs> Don, I, wanna... I did happen to catch a few people off guard because they know I don't, I'm not typically a thrower, but nice. I'm pretty confident with the cloth balls. And I think it was Yosh I got. He was he was running for a ball, and I like pegged him like right on the like leg and or the side, and he just looked at me like holy cow. And Brendan too. He's like. He's like, where'd that come from? Because you know, not <laughs> we both said that. <laughs> not to throw it. Then of course, like I threw versus outsiders. And so my play is Eli, of course. I threw at outsiders. Eli jumped mid-air. He caught it in between his legs. And I'm like, how did you catch that? <laughs> well, how are you catching? And it was a cloth ball. It wasn't foam where you can catch it and like grip it or a rubber ball. It was cloth. I'm like, how are you still catching things in your legs? I don't get it. It's and, not right. It's just you know, not right. That was my play. Props to them for just being so athletic. I mean, that's kind of like the mark of a true dodgeball competitor. You can do well and phenomenal regardless of the ball. So um, I think that's funny, though, just like that picture of just like Dom holding the cloth ball and being able to actually get some solid velocity, like, all right, it's on now. Like, like I'm thinking Billy Madison, like now you're all in big, big trouble. So <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking because whenever Dom took, got someone out, I looked at Dom and he had like the biggest smile. And then I would quickly look at the person he hit 
and it looked like the world was shattered for whatever reason, you know, <laughs> for whatever reason, they just thought, you know what? There's no way this guy could, oh, wait, never mind. He just got me. Here's the outline. I'm going to go here now. Nice. <laughs> well, I, know, I saw that look a couple times throughout. Well, well during foam, Frenchie was getting mad because Frenchie kept trying to get me out. I bobbled one of his catches, and then he's like, all right, I'm going to go for him again. And he, like, pelted me, and I just, like, you know, I, I'm a big boy. So I, I just basically sucked it against my chest, and he was not happy about that. Well, I mean, it's good. And, yeah, that's you know, what happens when you drink White Claw. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going there either. That's another trigger yeah. word for me. Um, yeah, I'm not going to that one. Um, how about you, Alex? What was uh, – do you have any, like – takeaways or our highlight moments just from cloth in general that we haven't uh discussed yet or covered uh the the biggest thing that stands out is the headshot i took from justin ashby when we played right. against wrecking balls i was going down a ball was i think rolling in from being shagged or i just went down to reach for a ball right when he threw and i, I just ducked into it and it it shocked me but pillow fights can hurt too and uh, but then it didn't sting and it was like these things should be called no sting claw. <laughs> yeah, no but. sting uh, still somehow stings um, if thrown by the right person. <laughs> you're like, you're not doing what you're supposed to do, ball. Uh, this hurt a lot. Yeah, but uh, I think my biggest takeaway was um, definitely A-Town. I mean, they uh, getting second to claw speaks a lot to how well they play as a whole team. Yeah, for sure. You know, everyone was somewhat new to cloth. I mean, most everyone was brand new to cloth including them and I think that uh you know you can't just say that oh we were gassed and they they were young so they had that endurance no I think you, you still can't sleep on a veteran team even if they're they're gassed you know so they they took it they took it to us and uh they even gave outsiders a couple games yeah, I was gonna I was gonna chime in on that one. Uh, a Town I think was up two to one at one point against the Outsiders on oh, wow. on the cloth game. So for a second, it looked like they might have taken it. That would been uh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, in the back of my mind, I was always like, okay, we're gonna wait for uh, Outsiders to hit the gas, and and they eventually did. But uh, it almost was too little, too late. But they knew what they were doing. Nice. Um, how about you, Joseph? What was your what would be like your biggest highlight or takeaway from uh, the cloth round or yeah, cloth division? I mean, I'm going to be right there with Dom. Like I said, it was the first time I've actually felt like I could be up front and throw. Uh, there was some. I mean, that ball just it, it didn't hurt my arm. I didn't have any issues throwing it. I could actually get it down. Um, still new to me because I'm not. That's a, that's like a whole new position. So it's like a. I, I mean, my team was done. They they were all like freaking done. They were tired. Um, it's hard to get them to want to play anything else extra. <laughs> right. Um, Anthony was surprisingly like, I didn't think he was going to care for it that much. He, he enjoyed it a lot. He was whipping the crap out of the cloth balls. Um, Justin played really well. Uh, surprisingly, he didn't like playing it though. So um, I, I will say this. I don't know. Can I, can I chime in on a, on a women's game that I, I saw right there at the end? No, we, we were talking, we were talking only, men's mentally are we doing only men's i'm just I mean, kidding it was something impressive that i saw so no please by I'll, all I'll means save it. yeah no go, go okay. for it because i can definitely re I'll mention this in the women's recap too yeah i mean other than that i mean i didn't see anything that was like that crazy in any of the games we played because it was 
I mean, even when we played um, A-Town, I, I mean, they, they wiped us out pretty good, but it wasn't like... I just it was it was just clean dodgeball. Everybody was just having a good time and laughing the whole time. So I, I really couldn't say anything other than that. Nice. Um. What? So what? What were you gonna mention about the women's though? Because I was totally joking. Like. Oh no no I yeah. mean I, I don't know what her form. I know um Becca May she was actually on our co-ed team. Um. I we were watching their finals and during claw, and uh, I'm cleaning up and I'm doing some stuff because we were done. So we we're just watching and we're getting ready to help ref and uh, I'm watching her and she's she's kind of she told me kind of like the same thing here. It's like where some of us struggle with foam and 8.5 or no sting, you know, all of a sudden we can play with cloth ball. It was just random. And she she's closing out. She had like two rounds where she closed out, you know, playing out, playing Lone Star. It was like, OK, whoa, like where did that come from, Becca? It was like she's throwing, she's hitting people, she's catching. Nice. And um, she was totally in her moment, so I want I want to throw her out there because that that was awesome, and I know she was she was having a blast. So I mean, that's whenever you see someone just having a good time or feeling that great and confident, it's always awesome. So that's good because I I doubt she's gonna self shout out, so I'll, I'll definitely uh, mention that. Um, and then we'll see uh see what she says. Just totally put her, put her on the spot and embarrass her, catch her off guard, unless she listens to this before <laughs> before women's airs. But um. Well, cool. I think uh, I kind of want to start wrapping up. Um, definitely want to get um, some final thoughts. Um, and I guess we can start with you, Alex, because you kind of started um, on how I want to ask this question. So uh, this was round one. It was foam. It was cloth. It was more of a chance, I think, to get an understanding of how the premiere process might look like, what's gonna, how it's going to be, et cetera, um, et cetera, et cetera. But what is your big takeaway um, that, that, you know, we take back home to yourself and to your teammates um, in anticipation for round two? You mentioned earlier endurance is going to be a thing, but is there anything else uh, aside from that? Um, I think playing with the new ball types, uh, it, it did feel more relaxed, and it, I think it gave us some perspective on how we can improve. And you usually don't get that the rounds you know what I mean right. you're there and you're you have a game plan and you you try to stick to it that we're going to this round new ball types uh, it really helped out as far as what we can do to improve as a team and I think that was the biggest help with a round like this added to the schedule yeah I um kind of similar maybe to what you were saying um I was still a little, little perturbed that we have um, our round two is in Tempe. It's like literally 10 minutes from where I live um, and it's foam and, and, and cloth foam. I really like now, don't get me wrong, but the fact that it was cloth, I was like, Oh man, of course we get that round. But um, you know, we talked to the guys and we see it as a chance to play together. Um, even though cloth isn't really going to be something that I feel I'm going to spend much time in it. You still have the opportunity to just get a feel for the, the competitiveness of, of, of the rest of the other teams and, and maybe still take away something from it. So I know definitely cloth is, uh, is a close cousin to 8.5. So I would definitely say that that is a, uh, a good time to practice fundamentals. Like, um, cousin through marriage, maybe. What was that? Like, like cousin through marriage. Like, you know, you don't yeah, really feel too good about once removed. Yeah. You don't really feel too good about this, uh, <laughs> new husband or wife and the kid that they brought into the family, but they got a chair at the table all the same. And as long as they don't say stupid stuff, um, you can tolerate them. Yep. I'm getting way into that analogy, but that's exactly how I feel. So <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, it's all part of the Dodge fam. 
Yeah. Just, just like the kids table almost like yeah. actually, no, you don't, don't, don't mix with <laughs> the good kids. Um, just off this. I'll, I'll keep going. I'm going to stop. Um, how about you, Joseph? What, what are you, uh, what are you taking back home, uh, for round two? Um, I mean, our team, we already discussed, uh, just cause we did show up with a, a smaller roster than we normally do. Um, conditioning 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 we're we're going to actually work an extra day of practicing just for us to meet up or some of us to meet up for conditioning nice. um i'm excited I, I i'm waiting to see i mean i don't think we're going to see foam and cloth again for a little while i mean our next rounds are going to be i guess what 8.5 and no sting after this so we're we're pretty solid on that um i do want to say um i do want to give a shout out to outsiders normally uh in the past we've kind of been on each other's toes or heels or whatever. And, uh, um, if it wasn't for like Kim literally shagging balls for us during the a town game, like we, we actually had the wall to our backside. He was literally diving in front of the wall and the balls to slow him down. Nice. And, um, you know, he's at it. He's not on the court, you know, he's, he's doing his best. He was shagging like a maniac for us. Um, I definitely want to give him a shout out. Um, and also Joe and Vaughn, uh, we had a, a small issue in one of the games. They actually um, had to kind of step in and sub uh, sub ref um, to handle um, uh, a town. It was between um, a town and us, and it, it got a little heated. And uh, there, there's some small problems from another tournament prior. So it, there, there's a little bit of a we're all okay, but then it gets heated pretty quick. And it was kind of just a a deal. They stepped in and kind of calm corralled us all down or whatever. Um, so. But I, I definitely want to all the outsiders team thanks just for uh, helping out where they can and uh, it's a different side. Uh, it's a nicer side to kind of see and like I said, everybody kind of playing out. So I definitely want to say thanks there and then um, just everybody else that came out uh, was awesome. But it was it was a great tournament. Okay, awesome. Um, that's really cool when um, you know because we talk about the outsiders like they're the team to be. They're so fierce. They're so tough. Whatever. But they're also awesome and willing to you know, be, um, you know, shagging, uh, for your other teams, um, willing to step in and help ref and, and just be, uh, part of that, the good part of the community where they're still willing to, you know, help you guys out, cheer for you, maybe, mm-hmm. um, do all that good stuff to make, make the games and, and the entire I event mean, that much better. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're on top, which means everybody wants that spot. And, uh, we're definitely a team that we're tired of being underneath them, but we know what we need to do to beat them now we just got to do it yep so and, and they're not going to make anything easy for anybody so uh, we see them every day in practice and or every monday in practice and thursdays when they show up to different stuff so i mean they're they're always here in our faces and uh, as we pointed out with the younger generation coming up they're going to be just as good so either we need to step up or find something else to do yeah no, and i yeah, don't mistake me either. Like they're they're definitely gonna make you work for it. And they're not gonna take it easy on you on the court just because they're cool off the court. So at least I would hope so. But um, what about you, Sir, uh, Sir Joe? Um, what are we'll, we'll kind of blend the two since uh, Joseph did that. And we'll we'll go back to your shoutouts, Alex, as as a final one. But uh, you had the issue with you know the last minute dropout. Um, aside from slip on your roster, what else are you taking home? Um, what are you thinking about between now and round two? Well, I think round two in some ways will be the official round one because not just me, there was a couple teams missing players. Um, obviously, because they prefer 8.5 and no sting, and you know, kudos to them to each their own. 
Right. So I feel like round two, as much as we were cohesive in round one, and I would argue stepped up in many ways, I feel like round two would really be a test of that outside of having a full roster, but seeing how we implement our blueprint using time during round robin and seeing how we can uh, contend for a higher seed. Gotcha. Um, that's actually a good point. Thank you for saying that because you did mention in your notes that, um, and we don't have to expand on this too much, but you said one of your biggest takeaways, or excuse me, you said considerable, not biggest takeaway, was a lot of players seem to have skipped this round, um, waiting for round two for rubber and no seeing. So that's probably something that we'll, we'll notice and, and talk about in the round two recap as well, is just are we going to see a little bit more teams uh, versus what's shown up on the bracket here? But uh, did you have any shout-outs uh, yourself? Um, I have a few. Uh, one of them is going to be a little off-key, but I can explain a little bit on that just to be quick. Sure. Uh, first, um, I'd like to shout-out Sean, Sean McDermott, for just seamlessly being a good guy, and a solid player having him on the team even though it's the first time on the team it didn't he didn't have that what i call new player jitters like he gelled right away if him playing with us in round one felt like he played with us last year and he didn't nice. um so that's a uh, one shout out uh, another shout out is a new player on the team his name is jd who's relatively new to dodgeball but such a team oriented guy and has a sponge like mine that he contributed in every little way that he could and did not shy from anyone at any given point. Uh, kudos to that kid. But the off-key kind of shout-out I have would actually be my Airbnb host, who I stayed with last year. Um, as soon as I booked again, he, rem he remembered me and actually had some Epsom salt stocked in the, fr in the uh, cabinet, knowing I was there for a dodgeball tournament and wished me luck. So... That was a nice little personal touch from him that I didn't expect until I arrived. That's awesome. Like, hey, I know you're going to be hurting, so here's some Epsom salt <laughs> so you can recover. That's yeah, as cool. soon as I came in, he was like, oh, dodgeball again? Yeah. At the high school? Yeah. <laughs> but he nice. just knew right away. So I got you, man. That's cool. Um, what about you, Dom? Uh, going back to the original part of the, or part one of the question is, you know, what do you, what do you take yeah. back home? So, well, my takeaways are going to be different because obviously I don't play in this region um, typically. So my region, my takeaway is actually from Joe Martinez um, from Outsiders. He's one of the scouts. And so I asked, I told him to like watch me. If, I asked him if he could watch me and give me some feedback. And he uh, Facebook messaged me last night and, you know, gave me some really good feedback that, you know, that I might not always get from other people. And I've, I've heard it, and so just hearing it again, I'm like, all right, I have a lot of things I need to personally work on, and I think it's going to prepare me for my round two, um, which is foam and cloth in the east. It's here in Brooklyn. And so I give a shout-out to Joe Martinez for, um, you know, taking the time to give me the feedback and give me some advice. I also have a shout-out for Cody Sidham for stepping in and, helping us thank you jake for letting him do that um and then outsiders big shout out to them because i'm gonna be honest i you know when i first met outsiders they kept to themselves and i didn't really know them and seeing them now and and getting to know eli and getting to know all of them they're so kind and so nice i'm like wow this is not the same team i saw two years ago at least not from my outside perspective i'm just like these guys are really really nice 
and maybe it's just them changing over time, but they are fantastic people and, you know, everyone in the South is extremely welcoming and I had a lot of fun playing in the South. Nice. Yeah, every so far everyone I talked to that's not part of the South that has journeyed there to play, um, for the most part seems to have a pretty good experience with it. Um, little complaints if any. Um so definitely time for me to make my way over there. Um Alex, we didn't get to cover some of your takeaways, but didn't get to get or go through your shout outs. So um who would you give a shout out to? Uh I mean I just have the biggest shout out of all, Jake Mason. I mean, even though he has a lot of experience running tournaments, this being, you know, not only the first round of Premier, but also the first open travel round. Uh he flew by the seat of his pants and he seamlessly put on a tournament. You know, damage control, crowd control is incredible. It's another great experience. Nice. That's probably one of the better takeaways too is just, you know, is this going to be, because uh, there's a lot of obviously, um, con- I don't want to say controversy. I hate that word, but I always go to it. Just a lot of like, you know, waiting for the dates, all these changes, all the, all the growing pains that we're going to experience. But at the end of the day, when um, everybody's packed up and we're recapping uh, to hear that is a pretty good, it was a good experience. And this is something that we'll see um, just get better and better over time. That's awesome. We definitely want to go forward, not backwards. So that, that's, that's good to hear. Yep. He definitely set the bar high for round two. So it's got to get better. Nice. <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, speaking of setting the bar, um, Austin Deeks has been on a roll with these dad jokes that have just come out of nowhere. And um, as I've said in previous episodes, um, instead of the Team Taco versus Team Pizza sign off, what I'm going to do is just uh, tell the panel a joke out of out of uh, Austin Deeks's vast library. And so this one is: I have like 50 jokes about the unemployed. Problem is, none of them work. <laughs> oh, classic Deek. Yep. And this one was uh, a couple days old, so I think, uh, judging by the likes, Sergio Dom, you've seen this before, so I will try to get a fresh one. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is <laughs> – we're talking about, like, the spread of, you know, Tyrell does the gifts, uh, Deeks does the dad jokes, Eli does the very borderline, is this really okay to laugh at memes. Um, Kevin's starting to join in on that as well. Um, I'm loving it. This makes me so happy. So uh, shout-out to all you guys that are just feeding my timeline with with jokes and make me laugh when I shouldn't be, um, especially at work, but, um, it is what it is. Um, well, that's all I got guys. Uh, can't thank you guys enough for, for being willing to, to hop on, uh, especially since we started scheduling this, this morning. Um, Alex, thank you so much for just being roped in here and thrown into this, uh, without even any kind of warning at all. Um, it is awesome to have some fresh voices. Uh, Joseph, thank you so much for taking notes as always and letting me know you're ready. Um, as soon as I saw the text, I was like, all right, it's, it's on. Um, I am now in full recap mode and, uh, it's going to be a blur, but, um, I look forward to talking to you guys again. Um, Dom Serge as always, thank you so much as well. And, um, yeah, guys, I think we'll just go ahead and wrap up and just end the interview there. All right. So that was the first official recap of the premier series, um, tournament uh with south round one being the first up and uh all i can say is thank you so much joseph alex uh sergio and dom for hopping on and being willing to uh to talk dodgeball uh especially you alex um i know that when i reached out to clay to see if he'd be interested he suggested you and within 20 minutes you're already locked in ready to go and i'm definitely looking forward to um hearing more voices um, not just in the south but in the other rounds uh respectively so 
Uh, per usual, if you are interested in covering any aspects of the recaps, especially co-ed, because that's, that's, that's one that's going to be a little bit more difficult, uh, please let me know. Um, I'm always willing and, and able to work around schedules to make this happen and make it relevant. So also want to be thorough. But um, anyway, huge congratulations to um, outsiders for uh, just showing that it doesn't matter uh, how much time has passed or what ball we're using or who is hosting the tournament, that you are always going to be at least up until now, maybe we'll see it come around to, but you'll be a dominating force uh, in the South. I do want to shout out uh, Vendetta, though, for taking second in foam, um, and then also A-Town for showing up and taking second in cloth. It's, it's going to be really exciting to see what teams step up to fill in the gaps that Sergio had talked about um, with Ascension moving to the East and um, Lone Star Syndicate um, basically kind of dis disbanding. So going to be really, really exciting uh, in the South and just in all these other regions in general. So that all being said, before I say anything, I can not take back. Um, thank you so much for listening. Have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next time. Oh, no, I mean, like, like, are we starting like right now, right now, or can I run out to my truck real quick? Um, yeah, go for it. All right, I'll be right back. Cool. Can we there, waited this week long. Can there be, <laughs> can there be any more of a Deek. of a southern thing right there? I need to run my truck real quick. <laughs> uh, might, uh, I can confirm that. That might be a. That might be. I am a southerner, and I do have a truck, and I do run to it.